you found the Michigan Business Network. This is the Leadership Lowdown, and I'm Vic Verstero. I'm so grateful to have with us today a young man who has done some, who has kind of a neat uh, business o- enterprise overall. I'm looking forward to actually uh, introducing him to you today. His name is Sean Zisler. He's the owner of Crooked Bend. So uh, welcome to our show, Sean. We're glad to have you. Hey, thanks, Vic. I appreciate being here. Yeah, well, it's good. To, it's good that you take some time out from your busy schedule. And and uh, uh, why don't you give us a, a real quick rundown for those that have not heard of Crooked Bend? Tell us about your company and uh, what you do. You're the owner, so I'm assuming you created it as well, right? Yeah, that's that's correct. So as far as Crooked Bend, uh, what we do is we provide food plot seeds um, to that specialize in wildlife like turkey. Uh, deer, pheasants, waterfowl, um, all the critters of, of nature and the woods. Uh, we also, uh, this year, we're stepping into uh, the pasture seeds as well. So we want to help people uh, for their cows and horses and chickens and uh, pigs or whatever farm animals yeah. they have. Uh, we want to help them out too. Interesting. And so so when you when you do that, is this something where, where um, people are coming to you in terms of a store, or are you shipping things uh, and doing most of your business uh, online? Yeah, that's a great question. That's kind of how uh, the company was founded. Um, we we are strictly e-commerce. Uh, we do not have a brick-and-mortar store. Um, we do local deliveries for people in South southeast Michigan um, that are close by. But, but as far as our, our base business, uh, we are e-commerce based. And as far as uh, how we were found, it was pretty much uh, me being uh, a younger guy. I, I buy everything online, yeah. and uh, I wanted to put some food plots in uh, a, a while back. And I went to try to find the food plot seed that I was looking for on um, some of the big retailers that exist, and I couldn't find it. So uh, I saw an opportunity there, and, and, and now here we are talking about it. Yeah, it's interesting. And so sometimes that's the one thing where you find a niche because uh, – you're, you're, you've, you've got a need, you can't seem to solve it anyway, and all of a sudden you go, well, why aren't I doing this? So I love, I love where your that's brain exactly went there. Yeah, and it created a great <laughs> great opportunity for you. That's really, that's really cool. Well, I have to tell you, I'm going to pull a time out right now because um, I have to do something really personal, which is really completely uh, self-focused. But I have some beautiful arborvitaes in my, in my yard, and I'm so proud of those. They looked so great right until this season, and I had a deer. I think it's just one that came and buzzed every single one of those uh, arborvitaes. I, man, I, I wish I had a little uh, stone or something I could throw right at his tailbone and, and get him going. But um, So my question is, 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 Sean, is there a way that, that could I find other things to feed them that they would leave other things alone? Or is, are they just wild animals and they'll do whatever they want? Yeah, it sounds like you have some hungry deer on your hands. Vic. Yeah, I um, need you, Sean. The, the, <laughs> the, the, the arborvitaes are very, they're actually very attractive deer uh, foliage. They, they love to munch on that. And yeah. unfortunately, um, when it comes to landscaping, um, those and, and hosta plants, uh, actually, surprisingly, are, are some of the deer's favorites. Um, but usually what happens in those situations is is your deer are in a semi-urban area, and they don't have a lot of ag, big ag fields like corn and soybeans that they can munch on, where, uh, you know, some of the spots in Michigan, there's plenty of that available. Well, um, that's... The deer will eat... 
Yeah, they'll eat when they're hungry. That's what it boils down to. And unfortunately, our stuff will bring more of them into your yard <laughs> and not deter them from eating what you got. So. Well, that's what I'm trying. If I could just have a peace treaty or some kind of an agreement, you know, I've got cornfields all yeah. around me, you know, and all of a sudden I got this one crazy deer that decides he wants to eat, um, you know, what amounts to about an eight-year-old arborvitae uh, patch that I'm just, I'm just beside myself. But I think what's interesting yeah. is that is that um, there's been some different laws too with regarding to. to feeding deer um, that has impacted mainly because of some um, uh, disease that was rampant in certain areas of the state. Um, are, it, does any of what you're doing uh, impact that, or, or is it actually better than, a, than a, what we used to call a bait pile? Yeah, that's actually a great, very great point you bring up, Vic. So um, when, when I actually go back to founding the business, uh, the, one of the main uh, things on why I was interested in food plots was that very thing that you brought up. Um, it was in 2000, I believe 2019 um, is when that law went into effect as far as the lower peninsula of Michigan did put a ban on your traditional bait piles. Um, and that that's the corn and the sugar beets and the carrots that you see laying at your local gas right, stations right. next to the gas pump. And, um, and, and, and that was kind of a double driver for me to kind of pursue this because I, I saw there to be another opportunity coming because uh, a lot of people, they weren't even aware of that law when it first right. went into effect. Right. And I knew that there would be a whole second wave of people that would realize, oh, man, I can't, I can't bathe anymore. We got to do a food plot. So, um, but, but to your question of it being better or different, um, uh, or, or or whatever, uh, it actually provides a self-sustaining food source that's going to be uh, it's going to be there year round. So as opposed to just dumping a pile of carrots that you found that are soaked up with uh, 89 octane BP gas or whatever, yeah, right. um, you're providing you're providing a real regenerative uh, food source that's going to keep on growing and growing. And and uh, the reason why that law was passed was exactly what you said: is there's some out breaks of uh, uh, chronic wasting disease is yeah. what it's called. And, uh, and and how that spread is by deer eating in one, one uh, single muzzle source. So muzzle, if you think yeah. about like, yeah, like a big pile of corn just sitting there and you got every deer uh, within a, a, few, a few miles eating off of it, naturally there's going to be saliva contamination and cross-contamination. Um, pretty much everything against the current social distancing uh, that we are all experiencing <laughs> right. now. Well, this is so, this uh, is a, yeah. this is awful interesting topic and I'm looking forward to unpacking the whole thing here on the leadership uh, lowdown. We're so glad you joined us in the Michigan Business Network. I'm going to be right back with Sean Zisler after these messages. Michigan Works Association believes the key to advancing prosperity across the state is accomplished through building a skilled workforce. As the state's primary workforce development association, their focus is to continue to move the needle on policy, education, and collaboration. They're creating an opportunity and building stronger communities by advocating and innovating together.
Thanks for tuning in to the Leadership Lowdown here on the Michigan Business Network. I'm Vic Versero. Today with Sean Zisler, owner of Crooked Bend. And, and Crooked Bend um, organization uh, is something that was founded, sounds like, out of a bit of a need and frustration of not being able to find what you're looking for, Sean. And the rest is history, as they say. Um, and to your point, uh, there was a number of things going on in that um, um, the whole deer baiting, um, which is a multi-million dollar uh, industry for agriculture in the state of Michigan. But um, uh, I, I know that uh, what you're doing, you mentioned something that, that was, um, I think, really key is this is a sustainable thing that you're doing. So you're, it's not like you're buying bags of, of, uh, of food to put out time and time again, and you're getting that muzzle-to-muzzle eating on the deer pile that, that spreads uh, different diseases. Uh, you're giving them uh, something where they can spread out and graze on some really yummy stuff. Uh, which is kind of a kind of a neat concept. So um, it, it was born out of a need and out of a of a certain situation. Isn't that isn't that the way you describe it? Yeah, that's a, that's exactly it, Vic. Um, and and not only does it is it great for for the animals and providing food sources to the animals, but it's it's a great it's a great hobby all in itself. And the people who do it understand. Um, it's kind of crazy right now. There's a blizzard outside. It's it's uh, like 20 degrees, and and I'm still getting seed orders right now. Oh wow! <laughs> uh, there's people that are they're they're planning this stuff year round. They're mapping you know they're mapping it out on using satellite imagery, and they're doing research, and and that's where we're here. And that's kind of what we're different is is we want to help we want to help people go through this, and we want to help with their questions. And uh, and a lot of this is a brand new topic to a whole yeah, bunch of right. people, and they don't know where to go or where to start and that's kind of where we we come into it. it's a it's a great hobby and really awesome for the family there's not a not a better activity to to bring out the little ones and really you know to show them patience and to show them uh-huh. the the essence of life and 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 the 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 food chain and the life cycle and all yeah. these beautiful things that nature offers us. I think that's really interesting because, you know, one, that, that is one of the things, I mean, whether, whether you're a hunter and your passion is for hunting and I, and man, I watch, I watch um, a number of times I've seen guys who don't seem to really have a lot of passion about much of anything, but they go to a ducks unlimited or they go to some other kind of um, uh, event that involves hunting and they just start shaking with excitement, you know, yeah. So it's kind of yep. interesting. I dilate, yeah. Yeah, right. Yeah. But you know, Sean, the other thing I think is interesting is it is it doesn't have to be a hunting situation. So um, I can imagine kids um, uh, being taught some pretty interesting lessons uh, just in the woods with a camera, kind of taking it all in. What what an exciting time! Absolutely, and and kids and and we have certain mixes that that are geared for like bees and pollinators where wow. i'm not even we're not even going after hunters we just want people that want pretty pretty flowers in their backyard and want to help you know honeybees and butterflies and and that type of thing so wow. it doesn't always have to be about getting out in the woods with a with a you know a bow or, or a rifle or something like that it, it, we can it, there's a, a bunch of different angles that we can take with this right right well and and also you know um uh, i guess in in this whole process you it, it you you built this uh, out of a need and um but i, I as i understand you are you're, you're you ha- haven't been an entrepreneur all your life so tell me this took some courage to make this decision take me back to the origins of of hey i got to do something <laughs> it's a it's a it's a really uh it's a heck of a question vic uh i guess throughout my life i 
I worked, uh, this is, you're correct, this is my first entrepreneurial experience. Um, but through my life, I have worked uh, a lot in, in the retail sector, um, in the customer service sector, and in the logistics sector. Um, so, so although this is a, a, a new adventure as far as this being something that I'm, you know, I'm doing myself um, and, and something with my company, uh, I, I've taken a lot of the experiences from working at places that are very customer centric uh, and and then the other places where logistics was 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 centralized yeah. so i've kind of taken a lot of these things that i've learned and picked up along the way and bundled it up together to something that uh which you touched on in the previous segment that you know i'm very passionate about and i love it and i enjoy it and and, and i love to talk to people about it and to help them and and the best is you know there's nothing better than seeing a, a big buck down in, in the <laughs> middle of a crooked bend food plot that's that's the top-notch uh success story but uh but yeah it's it's although it's a, it's the first time that you know i'm i am in charge of everything and, and and this is all on me um i do feel very comfortable with it because i'm using those skills that i have honed in in the past yeah well i think that's what's really interesting is you have a chance to pull on some of the other experience you had and, and really kind of an interesting uh, background that kind of checks a number of boxes to kind of position you in a in a way that uh, it gets you where you want to be in a in a business and of course you know, I, I talk about courage. I always my my hat is always tipped to those entrepreneurs that have that have the courage and are and are capable of taking on some of the risks that goes with uh, putting it all in line and saying they're going to make a difference and go in that direction. Well, I'm looking forward to hearing about some of the leadership uh, moments you've had along the way and some of the people that have meant a lot in your life, Sean. So I'm glad you're here on the Leadership Lowdown. This is the Michigan Business Network. I'm Vic Versero, and we'll be right back. You can listen to the Michigan Business Network on SoundCloud, iTunes, on the smartphone app, and on its website at www.michiganbusinessnetwork.com. You found the Leadership Lowdown here on the Michigan Business Network. I'm Vic Versero, and today we've got Sean Zissler, owner of Crooked Bend, um, and I'm just so grateful. I'm, I'm really enjoying the topic, Sean, because uh, it's something that I just am, am, uh, just have always admired and thought um, the the natural qualities of the state of Michigan is just beyond compare. I've been to I've been to 48 different states, and um, and I have yet to uh, to find one I love more than Michigan. So I love what you're doing, That's and right, I love yeah. the nature that that you bring to the table. But I have to tell you, you know, I, in the last segment we wrapped up, we talked about entrepreneurs, and and um, uh, it takes some inspiration and some courage and commitment. So were there some were there some people along the way that that um, that inspired you? Were there other entrepreneurs in your family? We should we should at least go back and explore a little, a little bit of that. Yes, uh, great great question. So the uh, I actually had the 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 I guess the blessing to grow up right next to my grandfather's farm. Um, his farm, he, he had he he raised cattle, beef. He uh, had many ponies. He sold 
horses. He had really weird exotic animals, <laughs> really like emus and kangaroos, and <laughs> it, it was he was almost like a uh, really low low level. Uh, Joe Exotic, but not <laughs> not to the uh, not to that extreme. Hey, so, was that right um, here in it, Michigan, Sean? It, it actually was. It was right in south southeast Michigan. What and, town um, were you close and, to? It, so I'm actually that that was. I grew up out of a town called St. Clair, Michigan. Oh, St. Clair. Um, okay, yeah. Right on the river, uh, but but we were inside of there where where it was farmland. So yeah. Um, on this very farm, uh, he he actually also had a feed and seed store uh, that was attached to the front of it, and that's how uh, he made his his money to um, between that and selling the cattle and selling hay um, to provide for the farm and and for himself and for the family. Um, so naturally, me being a, a young guy, um, I I started working down there at a very young age, baling hay, stacking feed bags, um, helping out in the store. Uh, unfortunately, cleaning out the stalls, dealing with <laughs> yep. the chickens and the and the ducks and all that stuff. So he was, you know, as far as a foundation, I saw, I saw that was that was the reality of it. So for me, it wasn't very different um, until I got older and I realized that you know those types of places are really not that common, and that's kind of a different. Uh, you know, I kind of have a twenty twenty one angle on that on that very feed and seed store but an e-commerce angle of it. So um, that's kind of where, you know, if you want to go back to my childhood, yeah, a lot of my uh, interest and love for the whole topic does stem from there. Well, in in uh, when I think about that, you know those those uh, moments with uh, with Grandpa, um, um, you know, doing some of the hard chores and, and the things that are necessary uh, to make uh, something as difficult as a farm to operate. Um, were there any moments when you sat uh, when maybe it was over a glass of lemonade or in the back of a tractor somewhere um, where you guys were talking about things? Any any um, moments of wisdom that Grandpa imparted on you that stuck with you as a way to live your life you know grandpa was a man of very few words uh, um <laughs> he, yeah i know the type he showed me he showed me everything through his actions mm. and and hard work and dedication and not giving up and uh you know at the end of the day sucking it up and and dealing with a lot of things which you have to as being an opportunity an entrepreneur you have to be hard-nosed and you have to be uh, a little leathery skinned uh in order to to make it through some of the rugged times. Well, that's interesting because, you know, again, as a young man, when you're observing, um, uh, you know, I, I think there's an old um, uh, country western song that goes something, where'd you learn that or something like that. And was I was watching yeah. you, Daddy <laughs> Rue, you know. And so I that's think it's it. <laughs> one of those things where, where you pay attention and you see what goes on there. Well, as you as you think about um, moving into your, your own scenario, um, uh, and doing your own business, it's it's kind of neat to look back on some of that. Uh, any any other people in your in your background that you would lift up and say, man, this is this is somebody that really really uh, mattered to me, um, uh, made a difference when I needed it the most. Yeah, I mean, of course, my parents, my mom and dad have always been there for me. Um, they've been a great support mechanism, um, and and there's been a lot of, as far as business influence. Uh, throughout my life, I've had some really good mentors um, throughout all of the previous experiences that, that, that I've gone through. And there's multiple. I, it, 
too many to, to call out individually, but everybody, every one of these people kind of had their own special place and their own special angle. And, and I have a little, a little baggie of golden nuggets that I've collected from each one of them um, <laughs> in my treasure chest. So yeah. that's what I look for in everyone is, is what golden nugget do you have that, that I didn't think about or know before. And I think that sometimes those golden nuggets are uh, a five-minute informational golden nugget is better than a, a 10-hour informational presentation, in my opinion. Well, yeah, and let me just stitch this all together because you got a grandpa that, that uh, doesn't say a lot, but you learned a lot by his actions. And then you got other people that are giving you uh, nuggets along the way, and they can reinforce uh, like you say, a five-minute nugget can uh, be reinforced with uh, their actions down the road and make all the difference uh, in the world. So it's great reminders, uh, Sean, of some of the some of the things that happens in our life and some of the powerful people that are in our lives. And, and uh, I've always said that God puts people in our in our path just on purpose uh, at the maybe at the right time we need them the most. So um, I'm glad you're here with us today, Sean, and I'm glad you've tuned in to the Leadership Lowdown here on the Michigan Business Network. We're going going to go pay some bills and come right back. Physicians Health Plan is local. For 35 years, we've been a part of your community, and we take pride in helping you get the coverage, care, and personal service you deserve. Go to phpmichigan.com for more information. We're the health plan that works for you. This is the Leadership Lowdown here on the Michigan Business Network. I'm Vic Vershero with today's guest, Sean Zisler, owner of Crooked Bend. And I'm really enjoying our conversation, Sean. Thank you for your time. And, I, and as we were talking um, about being an entrepreneur and some of the challenges, you launched an interesting time. Um, uh, just a couple years ago, you, you got started. And now in the midst of uh, some uh, COVID challenges and, and all the way the world's changing, um, boy, let me just think, new business and COVID, those uh, don't always go together. Have you been able to make it through okay? <laughs> yeah, uh, Vic, actually, the, uh, the, the COVID time has been a blessing and a curse for us all in the same. Um, I think that as far as overall, that, that went all into effect about a year ago in March, and um, and luckily for for the outdoorsmen, that happened to fall into a perfect alignment of springtime food plot planting season. And uh, as I mentioned before, what a better there's no better activity to social distance than to be out in the woods or in a field well, away right. from everybody planting seeds, right? So um, we actually had a, uh, an incredible uh, rise in sales um, that very March and into April. I think that a lot of people were working from home or, you know, even in the beginning of that, everybody may have just been, been off of work. Um, so there's a lot of time on people's hands to not only be on their phones, on the Internet, looking around and, and investigating food plot uh, information and stuff like that, um, but also they were at home hanging out on their properties and wanting to plant. So well, um, and they're, that and they're was making... very, very... 
gas. Yeah, they're making Go good choices. I, I remember we have some friends of ours that that um, that were on the show earlier with Eight Mile Vodka, and it was either stay home and drink or get out in the fresh air. So I love where you I, you're a great alternative. So yeah, we're the we're the we're the yin to their yang. Yeah, there apparently. you go. That's right. Well, maybe go out out enjoy the day and come back and have an eight mile vodka at the end. I love that. Yeah, you you'll have some crooked cornrows, but whatever works, <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> the deer won't mind at all, no. will they, Sean? No. Yeah, well, they, oh, they they don't care if it's straight or crooked or yeah, they don't mind. So. Uh, but as far as is that did lead to some challenges. So, you know, of course, everybody, not not everybody, but a good majority of people are are at home working from home. Um, so th- that sounds great on the customer side of things. Um, however, there's a whole operational side of things that I have to worry about um, in a situation like that. Uh, and what I mean by that is in this situation, uh, my logistics was was ran exclusively uh, through through one particular uh, logistics company. And unfortunately, in that time, uh, they were, you know, like my customers were at home, a lot of the employees for uh, this company was also at home. Wow. Uh, so it caused some really significant you may have experienced them personally um some mail delays real real bad ones uh especially in south southeast michigan there was some particular distribution facilities where we're talking weeks months oh of of packages that were hung up and and uh you know uh, again going back to my point of everyone being at home and, and off of work everybody was kind of excited to get outside and to, you know, they're kind of chomping at the bit to, to get their product. And, and timing is, is critical when it comes to planting food plot seeds. So needless to say, uh, I, I started getting some customers contacting and asking about package uh, packages and, and that they haven't received them and, and this and that and another. So, um, you know, I, I got extremely concerned. I tried contacting the said company, had some difficulties doing that. Um, at the end of the day, Vic, I actually ended up losing about two thousand dollars of inventory uh, in lost mail mm. of things that uh, wasn't covered by insurance for some reason, this or that or another. It just um, went away. They huh? out all the stops. It oh. just it just disappeared. So apparently, somebody somebody has a lot of food plots that were in the ground last uh, <laughs> oh, last spring. Um, so, but but what, what that leads me to is 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 I had a choice to make. Um, with these lost packages, and 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 I had the opportunity to to chalk it up as a loss and wait for people to contact me to see you know if they haven't gotten it yet and to kind of roll the dice, um, or I had the option to I, I what I this is the option I picked is I actually took every single tracking number that I had sold to every single customer in the whole United States and I researched every single one um, that was shipped out in the entire month of March and April using the said company. And if it didn't deliver, or if I saw that it was hung at a distribution center, I took it upon myself to pack uh, them up a brand new order. I threw a hat in there. I threw some keychains in there, <laughs> some stickers. I even wrote a note that said, hey, we apologize for the, the issue with your order. We don't usually work like this. This is not how we want to be remembered. Here's a replacement order. If you get your other box, fine, keep it. You got double the amount. If not, we're sorry for the delay. Wow. So I took, like I said, $2,000 of lost inventory, and then I doubled down on that and resent it out again in hopes that, you know, as opposed to having however many upset customers, maybe, just maybe, 
I've created one or two super fans out of that transaction. Oh, man, so, that is just um, so wise, Sean. I got to tell you, you know, creating super fans uh, coming out of a out of a, a a fumble or a challenge like that is just really brilliant and it's uh, outstanding. Let's talk about you. that more in the next segment because I think that's uh, you've really touched on really uh, something that's pretty powerful. We're so glad, Sean, you're here with us. We're glad you tuned in to Leadership Lowdown. This is the Michigan Business Network. We'll be right back. Even if you just get an hour, imagine a stress-relieving treatment, hand and arm massage, and a free makeup touch-up. Does this happen every time you have your hair done? It does at Douglas J Salon. Get the entire experience exclusively using Avita products. Guests have experienced the Douglas J difference for 45 years. Douglas J with two locations, inside the Marriott Hotel and in Okemos. Make your reservation at either professional salon by calling 877-334-8657 or visit douglasj.com today. This is the Michigan Business Network here on the Leadership Lowdown. We're talking to Sean Zisler. He's the owner of Crooked Bend, and uh, what a great uh, conversation we had. In that last segment, Sean, I just got to tell you, uh, if I had a tail, it'd be wagging. I'm telling you, it was just such good stuff. <laughs> when I think about what you did there, a fledgling new company does not need $2,000 of lost inventory and expense and all the things you had to do there. But my gosh, look what you did and look at the opportunity you had had to uh, create some rabid fans and I, I think that 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 was really brilliant um, is that something you knew in your gut uh, or was that something that uh, you learned from somebody else or maybe your own personal experience where where did you why did yeah, you react that uh, way yeah that's that's a that's a great question Vic and and I don't want to I don't want to sound conceited, but that was all me on that one. Yeah. I was just sitting there with my wife in the middle of a meltdown, uh, <laughs> right. looking at looking at all the tracking numbers. Yeah. And I and I, I remember I remember the second I I looked right up at her and I said, um, I think that I just have to resend everybody their stuff and plus some more. And she kind of looked at me a little bit crazy at first, but then she kind of kicked back and she said, No, that's 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 what you got to do. That's a great idea. And, and it's funny. I, and I did, I did end up getting a, a few super fans out of it. I had uh, uh, some folks from New York send me some, some homemade maple syrup from their, oh. from their trees in, in their property. So it's, yeah. So, I mean, like you said, it's a, that, that was a score. Yeah, yeah. Well, and I think it's a big deal. And I think if I if I um, I've just watched different entrepreneurs over the years, and I've seen some that are so um, um, tight fisted with their dollars, even though they're making money, they they uh, they 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 tend to not do the critical dynamic things like you just uh, gave us the example of. And uh, my gosh, I just think that's really, really fantastic. And it's kind of neat that you have a wife that stood by you with that as well. And then she <laughs> gave you, gave you the green light on it. So I think that's a lot of yeah. fun. Well, so when you think about right now, you're shipping all over the country. Is that, is that a fair statement? That's correct. Uh, 20% of our business is, is right here locally in Michigan and uh, all of the other states uh, equal out a pretty uh, equal segment of the, of the rest of the pie. So yeah. we're very proud that uh, we are spread all across. We haven't shipped to Hawaii and to Alaska, um, 
but maybe one day we will. Yeah, <laughs> well, they're know. pretty particular uh, in their agriculture out in Hawaii. I know that for sure. That's, so. that's correct. Yeah, yeah, there's actually some limitations and stuff with Hawaii. But, no, we're very grateful, and, and we look forward to the future um, of that because we look at, you know, no pun intended, but it looks like we look at that like we're planting seeds in all the other states. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, it can only go up <laughs> from you there. You truly are. Well, so tell me about, um, uh, you know, you, you have what I'm hearing is that it, it feels like you just you do an awful lot lot of different things so are you, are you having trouble finding your stride or or getting into the markets you want to how, how do you focus that yeah so as far as as far as the focus of, of who we're trying to, to target and you know a lot of people when they think of somebody who's going to plant a food plot um, they may think of a, a, an older gentleman someone in their 40s 50s 60s 70s 80s years old not a not a, a teenager or a, a an extremely uh, young gentleman um, the thing is, is that's great to, to target the, the the older market that's fine um, but but my angle is a touch different I am targeting uh, teens, uh, millennials, and uh, people in their 30s. That's my that's my main target, and I do that. Um, again, it goes back to my e-commerce base, and I use my the the, the Crooked Ben's Instagram accounts, our Facebook business pages, um, the Twitter. Um, we use those things to to have direct dialogue and provide really good content to our, our, our customers. Um, so really our target market is the 16 to 39-year-old male and female. Everybody gives, doesn't give females enough credit in the hunting realm of things. And we go out of our way to recognize women hunters, or not even huntresses, outdoors uh, ladies who enjoy to be outdoors, hiking, foraging for mushrooms, things like this, bird watching, all this types of stuff. It all goes hand in hand with our product. But the reason why we're targeting the younger people is there's actually two reasons. The first reason is it's the obvious one, um, right? That if you if you target the younger crowd, they're going to grow with you. They're going to they're going to be loyal to you. They're going to remember you, and you have all those years of market opportunity with these folks. Number two, uh, the the reason why we focus on on the younger clan is is a lot of these people that are interested in in food plotting and in in this subject that we're talking about they don't have mentors necessarily that that know how to teach them these things so these people they look to us to be that mentor so and that's where we kind of angle it where we're not just selling people stuff we're, we're going to help you we want that we want the seed to grow in the ground we want you you want we want your deer to eat the plants we want you to shoot the deer that eat the plants so we want these people to succeed and we provide that helping hand and that little bit of extra knowledge uh, for these younger folks who who maybe they didn't have that that grandpa that I you know talked about yeah. in, in in our previous segment and uh, and and we can kind of help to shine the light on on these topics. Well, Sean, that's just outstanding that you're not just selling product, you're, but you're actually looking at how to make that product effective. You're looking at the right people, and you're also looking at trying to help educate and develop an entire generation. That is just so noble and so cool. We're so glad that you joined us today, and we're so glad you tuned in to the Michigan Business Network. This is the Leadership Lowdown. I'm Vic Vershero, and we're going to be right back.
Hudson Air has been advancing communities and providing opportunities for people in Michigan for more than 25 years. Through lending, investments, and the creation of homes and jobs, Sinair has made a combined $7 billion impact on the communities they serve. Learn more at www.sinair.com. This is the Leadership Lowdown here on the Michigan Business Network. Today is our guest, of course, is Sean Zissler, the owner of Crooked Bend, and, of course, doing all kinds of great things out there in nature. And I just love, uh, Sean, the passion of, uh, of what you shared with us in the last segment. I can't tell you how um, gratifying it is to hear about an, a young entrepreneur that's coming out of the blocks like this with not only just wanting to sell something, but you found a, you found a, a, a niche in the market market that you could you could work on and then you also found that target audience that is somebody you can grow with but the thing I think the third rail of all this for me is the fact that that you just didn't uh, think about trying to get product out you want it to grow and you want it to uh, have great results and so uh, it's not just a matter of getting the product it's about trying to help them be successful with it right did I understand that right yeah, that's that's correct, Vic. It's very very important. I don't want people just to buy seed from from us. Uh, if it doesn't grow when they plant it, then they're not gonna they're not gonna come back and buy from us next season. Yeah. And every time, whether we're helping a customer or packing an order, we're thinking about the next season, and 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 we want this person to think about us the next time that they make this purchase. Yeah. So not only do we do we do that, but we also will go out of our way, even when we ship on on places like Amazon or Walmart.com. Uh, we'll we have like rubber stamps, and and we'll we'll hit the order slips with the rubber stamp, and we'll always slip in our business card and some vinyl stickers, <laughs> just in hopes of driving that loyalty and commitment from the customer side. Sure, absolutely. Well, and and. As we think about um, you know where your business is going, I know you're fairly new, but sounds like a dynamic start. Sounds like you you found a niche in the market. You've got a target that's going well. You're shipping all across the country already. Um, some really cool things that are happening. So tell me uh, about um, a product line uh, development and maybe your vision of of how big this thing could be. Yeah. So. It- it all started with uh, it all started with with one blend, um, just one singular product, and then from there it went to two blends, and then uh, that was in the first year, and then uh, the second year it went from two blends to four blends. Um, now this spring we're actually going to be getting our inventory this week at the end of this week. Hopefully, uh, snow the snow doesn't delay it at all. Um, but we're going to be in introducing five more blends um, wow. on top of that. So uh, that's nine different uh, food plot seed blends. Just that alone, um, we're we're trying to get a little bit. We have hats and stuff like that. We usually do the hats for giveaways and promotional types of things. But well, well tell um, me real quick, I, real quick Sean. Yeah, tell me about the about the blends because when you say blends, does that mean I'm going to attract a different species of animal depending on what that blend is? Is that where that goes? 
Yeah, that's a great question. So when I'm referring to the blends, what I'm referring to is uh, each different, think of it like a, like a spice blend recipe, and each bag yep. has different plants that are going to grow into it. And what you say is true. Uh, each, each different blend is uh, a little bit more geared for, uh, there's some that are geared for white-tailed deer. There are some that are geared more for, for pheasants. Um, there are some that are geared for colder climates uh, where you want to attract maybe, uh, you know, maybe more, more, more white-tailed deer. Even people will plant this for, for bear and wild boar even down south. Wow. Um, so, yeah, each, each blend kind of has its own specialty target uh, as far as what you want to bring into your, into your property. That's correct. Well, and I, and I have to tell you, um, so I, I just know people are going to want to want to learn more about uh, your company and about where they can find you. So, Sean, when I when I think about um, um, doing some follow up business with you, how do I get a hold of, of Crooked Bend and and tell me about um, where we're going to find you? Yeah, so the best the best place to find us is directly at our website. That's www.crooked-bend.com. Um, that's the best spot. All of our contact information is on there. Um, but as I mentioned before, we are very, very uh, connected um, to our Instagram, our Facebook accounts, our Twitter accounts. Uh, we, we do our darndest to post on there uh, at least once a day. Um, we respond to all comments, all messages, even if it's not a, even if you don't buy our, our seed and our product and, and you're looking for help to grow with, it, with whatever you have, uh, we'll be happy to reach out to you um, through those channels. And our phone number is on our website. Um, you can text us there. You can call us. Uh, we'll be more than happy to, to help you out. So do I have to have uh, a great deal of land to do something like this? Or, or um, tell me uh, what's some of the smallest plots you've used? Ideally, the more land you have, the better, um, of course. But I've had guys who have planted food plots that are an eighth of an acre in size, that are, you know, 100 by 100, 100 by <laughs> 50 foot um their garden sizes the thing is is the smaller plots because if you think about it um a deer can mow down well you told me earlier that that deer mowed down your arborvitae is nearly overnight yeah. so you can imagine how yeah. much damage they could do on some soybeans <laughs> right. um, with a little strip of them so they got some the thing horsepower. is the small plots yeah they'll grow but they'll just uh they'll be more per- uh they'll be more susceptible to the deer pressure you bet well sean thanks for being a part of this i i really have enjoyed uh having, having a chance me. you bet it's it's been a lot of fun and and i wish you well with uh, crooked bend uh it's going to be a smashing success as if it already isn't it's doing great right now so uh we're glad you, you joined us today sean we're glad you joined us here on the leadership lowdown and you tuned into the michigan business network we'll talk to you next time michigan.